Let's pray. Father God, we we thank you for another opportunity to be gathered together, to rub minds together, to learn at your feet, to learn from one another uh, as you superintend our learning process, to have fun and to have fellowship at the same time. We thank you for how you've helped us to be able to achieve that in times past. And we're trusting you that you would even make this new series more exciting, more refreshing, more um, timely for very many of us. You help us to see the things you want us to see, hear the things you want us to hear, and reflect on the things you want us to reflect on so that we can all become the kind of people you want us to become as we apply the principles and, and, and insights that we'll be receiving as we journey along and help those that you intend to be a part of this that are not yet here to be quickened in their memory of tonight's meeting and to join. To you be all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Okay, so this new series is titled If Money Talked. If Money Talked. And I think one thing we could do, I was going to ask a question before, but rather than just ask the question, the video series we're using, thankfully, this time around, is not only on the platform, the video platform that we've been talking about, is actually also on YouTube. So you could actually watch the whole series on YouTube if you want before the next meeting. Um, so the one I would stream today, I would probably just use the YouTube um, version to stream it, and I'll share the link to it in the chat thread. <coughs> but having said that, um, Every video in this series, this series is made off of um, a series Andy Stanley uh, made. It's like a salmon series, actually, that then became like a study package with a study guide and things like that. Um, and the central idea is simply that we spend money. Yes, we use money. We save money. We do all sorts of stuff with money. Um, but what if that money could actually talk back to us would money have a message for us about how to undo it better how to steward it better and things like that so those are those are the kind of things we want to look at and in every episode i think is a four-part series and in each part they are dwelling on one particular thing that money would say to you um the series are not the same length they range from around 12 minutes to some as long as maybe 17 minutes but the first two or three minutes in each clip is very interesting. It's actually um, a drama of some sort. So I'm going to play that drama first, and then we'll pause before we go into the main message and use that drama as like an icebreaker and share one or two things um, if we do resonate with it. The drama is basically someone that is embodying money, someone that is supposed to be money, um, receiving various calls from people that are supposed to be the people that use money and representing different attitudes that people would have um, about money. So I would share the introductory part of that in a minute, and that will launch us forth into the rest of our conversation for today. Right, um, just a minute. Okay, and 
Thank you for calling Money. I'm here to give you financial advice to make your life better and you better at life. This is Money. How can I help you? Karen, what? Get out of here. Karen, we have not talked since your piggy bank days. How are you? Hello, this is Money. It's a great day to be green. Yes, the environment is important too. Uh, I was referring to green, the color of my shirt, which you cannot see, uh, and the fact that I am the embodiment of money. Uh, I should get a better slogan. Absolutely, Kevin, I can tell you your net worth right now. It's nothing. Yeah, no, like 0.00. But listen, hey, even though you're technically worth nothing in like, you know, dollars and cents, did I ever tell you how much our friendship means to me? It is this much. I don't know, Karen, at the end of the day, what's the real difference between the 10 and the 11 Pro X? Whoa, three lenses. We just have to tool around with your financial plan, but we can get it, all right? Yeah, your security code is 616. Oh, you just bought it just now, that was quick, okay. Uh, well, can we talk about your new plan? Karen? Karen, hello? It's weird as if you like hung up the moment I said plan. Uh, you spent $72.34. Can I just say, that's a lot of McFlurries for any one person, you know? Listen, Sonia. I know we've been on the rocks, but I don't want to give up on us, okay? I'm just asking that you check up on me every now and again. If you don't talk to me, I can't help you. Leon, hey, oh my gosh. That's a lovely boat, man. A power boat for a power man, and that is you, buddy. Yeah, uh-huh. You want to buy it? <laughs> That's a good joke. Oh, you're serious. Okay, um, well, if we do want to go ahead with it, we're going to have to make some changes. Uh, so that probably means no more food, shelter, or water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. It's a gorgeous boat, just like you. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you later. You bought that boat. <clears throat> Look, it's your money at the end of the day. But I'm just trying to give you advice to help your Washingtons become Lincolns. You feel me? And then those Lincolns can maybe one day become Hamiltons. And then those Hamiltons can become Ulysses S. Grants. That's the 50, the $50 bill. Mm -hmm. And then those Ulysses can become Benjamins. Woo, woo, woo! Oh man, Karen, you're the best. No, you are. No, you are. And I'm so glad we took the time to reconnect. Let's do it again sometime soon. How about tomorrow? All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, so that's a sort of intro <laughs> into what to expect um, in the series. Um, but from that supposedly comical drama about money, is there anything that jumps at someone maybe that you found funny or that you could relate with, or resonate with, or meet yourself and go for it? Media, should I assume you want to share? Ah, all right. Who is going for it then? Sister Ifeiwe is smiling almost all the way through. Which part of it? <laughs> which part of it was clicking with you? <laughs> the part where I didn't know if it was Kelvin or what. Oh, you finally bought the boat <laughs> anyway. <laughs> In spite of all the, the oh, suggestions. Again and now, and yeah, and he decided to hang up on that part. So, even if even if you you're speaking to money every day, you, know, you do what you want to do <laughs> with the money. 
yeah indeed good good any other person any part of that intro that caught your that tickled your fancy or something like that I think for me, the part where Karen was considering upgrading from, was it iPhone 10 to 11 Pro? And they were like, what's the difference between the two? Three lenses. <laughs> I see if the three lenses would, um, I don't know, maybe for Karen, if she's into photography, um, it might translate into some money, but otherwise I don't see it. Yeah, anyways, that's a story for another day. We just finished, everyone is busy, and part of the things we took away from that was Simplify or Simplicity. And for me, I think that's just a big one to know when to simplify life and just, yeah. Simplicity is cheap, actually, and more affordable, and at the same time, excellent. So, yeah, we figure that out as we go along. Any other person before we move on to the main message proper? That was just like, uh, a funny way into the clip. Um, Charville is asking for the link and I'll gladly share that. Um, yeah, I'll share that in a moment um, when I'm back to the tab where there is. Um, where the guy said, how much are you worth? And it was like- 0. 0.0. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that part really got me as well. <laughs> uh that's 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 something uh, if you add ask to yourself rhetorically at the same time um, and you figured out a value that's good for you anyways <laughs> moving on uh, i would go back to the video and would pick up from where we left off but for the sake of those that joined in in the middle of that what we been doing is basically to introduce the new series that we are jumping into we've spent some time to reflect on the previous series on busyness um and kind of try to reflect on our takeaways from that. And I think in some sense, there is a way that that series could flow into this series, especially as far as finance is concerned. Um, I remember there was one of the, I think it was actually on the episode on simplicity when many of our contributions that they geared towards money and generosity and savings and things like that. Um, and so this new series would definitely uh, consolidate that and we're going to learn that together. For those that might not have heard Andy Stanley speak before, I should give a couple of disclaimers. One is the fact, of course, is, is, is a US-based mega church pastor in that sense um speaks relatively fast so you need to follow on i've tried to use a video whereby we can also have the transcript on the screen so you can read along if that works for you um if they are making references to cents and dollars as you probably heard that guy says because the series was prepared largely for a u.s context but at the same time i think there are so very many things that um that are transferable money is money and the principles about money is the same anyway irrespective of the currency at the end of the day so don't get put off easily if the examples that they are citing don't seem to relate with your context um uh, at the same time listen listen for the spirit behind the words and the and the and the message that is actually being passed across if I feel as we're listening on that there's something I want us to just pause and then discuss on based on what has been said, I could do that um, so that we don't just wait listening on for, I don't know, 12 minutes. And, you know, some people might log off in between of that, um, but we'll see how we could make it work so that we can maximize this. 
All right, I'll stop talking. I'm not the one that's supposed to facilitate this, but our facilitator today for um, reasons beyond our reasonable control is not able to join us. And so we would reschedule her into the rota somewhere down the line. All right, enough of talking and I'm going back to the video. Hi, I'm Andy Stanley. Thank you so much for joining me. You may be excited to be a part of this discussion, or you may be here against your will, and you're going to give this like one shot, and if you don't love it, you're not coming back. And I get it. I mean, talking about money makes people nervous. Agreeing to spend hours talking about money, well, I don't know. You may feel like this is punishment, but I promise if you'll stick with me, our time together may be a turning point for you in lots of ways, including financially. And here's why. For the next few weeks, we're not just going to talk about money. We're going to let our money do the talking. And no, this isn't going to get weird. We're just going to kind of flip the script. You see, usually, isn't it true you're the one telling your money what to do? Buy me some groceries, I'll pay the mortgage, go into savings. But what if, what if instead we allowed our money to talk to us? What if we invited our money to pull up a chair and give us some advice? What would our money say if our money talked? Now, the truth is, some of us would probably rather not hear from our money. We already know what it might tell us. It would probably sound like a disappointed parent. You know, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. And for good reason, because some of our financial decisions in hindsight, well, they really don't make much sense. And we'd expect our money advice to be, well, pretty much common sense. Sense. See what I did there? Anyway, sorry. Anyway, we'd expect our money to say pretty much the same things that a financial planner would say, or maybe an accountant would say, or maybe a wise parent. But what might surprise you, hopefully pleasantly surprise you, is this. What our money would say if our money could talk actually matches what Jesus said when he did talk about money 2,000 years ago. Now, if you grew up around church, you've probably heard this before, but Jesus actually said more about money than just about everything else. In fact, he said more about money than he did heaven, but not because he needed any. In fact, best we can tell, Jesus never even asked for any. He wasn't after people's money. He was after something else, but it wasn't their money. More on that later. Now, before we get to the first thing our money might tell us if our money started talking, I want to ask you a question. And I know this is going to sound like a strange question, but here's the question. What do you do with your spare money? Not your spare change, your extra dollars, your spare dollars, the ones that, well, the ones that you don't really need. And it's not a trick question. And if you're thinking, Andy, <laughs> who has spare dollars laying around? Um, you know, sometimes I'll spare a dollar for a good cause, but I don't have any extra money and I certainly don't have any extra money laying around. And technically that's true. You don't have extra money just laying around, but you do have extra. Have you ever taken a vacation? Have you taken a vacation in the past couple of years? Do you have a car? Do you have more than one car? <laughs> Do your kids have a car? Does your car have its own little house? Have you ever driven a perfectly good car to a car lot and then left it there and drove away in another perfectly good car but newer model that you use some of your extra money to purchase? How about this? When you went to purchase your current cell phone, did you walk into the store with a perfectly good cell phone in your pocket? Of course you did. You see, people with extra, we don't wait for things to break, we upgrade, we trade things in. Or how about this? Don't raise your hand. Have you ever gone into your kitchen, a kitchen that has countertops, a microwave, an oven, a refrigerator, and then ripped it all out, and then used some of your spare money to replace it all with 
countertops, a refrigerator, a microwave, and an oven. Do you have so much spare money that you actually pay someone to keep track of it for you? Like someone else's job is to take care of all of your money and invest it so it turns into more extra money? So when I put it like that, you know, what do you know? You do have spare money. You just don't feel like you do. And the reason why you don't feel like you do is a word we don't talk much about. It's the G word. It's greed. It's hard to see greed in the mirror. Now I can see greed in your mirror, but it's hard for me to see greed in my mirror. Um, in fact, I've never had a conversation with anybody who was having financial problems who said, you know what, my problem is, well, my problem is, my problem is greed. Greedy people say things like this, I'm just careful, I'm a good money manager, I, I'm a saver. Again, it is very difficult to see greed in the mirror, and yet greed is behind much of our financial struggle, and greed is behind a lot of our financial stress. Maybe a definition would help. Greed is the assumption that it's all for my consumption. You see, you can be poor and greedy, or you can be rich and greedy. Greed has nothing to do with an amount of money. It has everything to do with an assumption about money. So your dollars become things. They become a house. They become things in your house. They become a car. You just consume, consume, consume. Or maybe you do the opposite. Some of you don't spend all of your extra money, you hoard yours, of course. We don't call it hoarding, we call it saving. But the same assumption that drives some people to spend, 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 is the same assumption that drives some people, maybe you, to save, save, save. Because who are you saving it for? For you, after all, it's yours. Different habits, same assumption. The consumption assumption. And most of us are guilty. We don't feel like we have spare money because we either consume it now, spending, buying, upgrading, or we stash it away in the bank or a 401k to consume later. But either way, it's for me. It's for me now or it is for me later. And Jesus says that is a faulty assumption. And he points to a completely different way of viewing our money. And when we begin to view our money the way he does, it changes not just our finances. Honestly, it changes everything. It gets us off the treadmill of more, 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 me, me, me. It's a completely different paradigm and it leads to freedom, contentment, and ultimately satisfaction. Here's how Jesus introduced this topic. Here's what he said. He said, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. There's our word, greed. He's saying to those of us making the consumption assumption, spending it all, saving it all, assuming that everything that comes to us is for us. He says, hold up, wait a minute. Then he continues. He says, life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. In other words, life is more than stuff. It's more than our possessions or even our potential to acquire more possessions. And the fact is, most of us, think about this, most of us are going to run out of time before we run out of stuff. We're going to run out of time before we run out of money. We're going to die with a whole lot of stuff left over. Stuff somebody's going to pick through, sell, and then perhaps just throw the rest away. You see, if life consisted of possessions, we would run out of life the moment we ran out of possessions. And while we know that's not the case, it is so easy to fall into the trap of living as if life is nothing more than the accumulation of more. Jesus' point is something our money might point out if our money could talk. If our money could talk, it may say something like this. I can add meaning to your life, but I am not the meaning of life. I can add meaning to your life, but I'm not the meaning of life. Money 
your money and my money would remind us that it doesn't get much play at funerals, does it? Other than how much was given away. Earning money, chasing it, spending it, that's not the point of life. Money is not the meaning. It is, and this is where we're going, it is a means, it is a tool for doing something meaningful. It has the potential to make your life meaningful. Imagine if that was the frame of reference for your finances. Every spending decision, the way you save, the way you plan for the future, regardless of how much or little you have, what if when you had some to spare, when you had some extra, you thought to yourself, wow, I have extra. How can I make the extra a means to something meaningful? How can I make it a means to an end that goes, well, that goes beyond me? What would it look like to live free of the consumption assumption? Instead of making every dollar that comes your way a means to something newer or shinier or maybe renovated, what if you began to view your money as a means to making your life more meaningful? Meaningful rather than just full of stuff. Now, if you had been thinking this way for the past 10 years, your personal finances would look very different. In fact, you would have less stuff, but you would have less debt, you would have more margin, and this is a big one, you would actually probably have more savings. More on that later. Now, all of us make financial decisions based on some assumptions, whether we've ever stopped to identify those assumptions or not. And since your financial assumptions govern the way you manage your personal finances, you should know what those assumptions are, don't you think? So this week, that's what we're going to do. We're going to sit down and discover our financial assumptions. Then, over the next few sessions, we will take a closer look at what Jesus says about how we should view and handle our money. Now, I need to warn you. You might have to make some adjustments. You may even have to break a financial habit or two. And if that scares you, it shouldn't because no one, no one who applies what Jesus says about money to their personal finances ever regrets it. Their only regret is that they didn't start sooner. Besides, you can't be a fully devoted follower of Christ and not invite him into the realm of your personal finances. Christ can't be the Lord of your life when you've got him on one side saying, here's what I want you to do, and you've got Visa on the other side saying, yeah, but let me tell you what you have to do because of what you already did. And be honest, you felt that tension, right? You feel like God is nudging you to be generous to your local church, maybe a local charity or an after-school program, but before you can find your checkbook, American Express starts nudging you in the other direction. That money's already spent. Or once you find your checkbook, you find yourself hesitating to add that extra zero because, well, just because. You feel generous, but you can't be generous, and you can't seem to make yourself be generous. Or in some instances, you just won't be generous. And why? Well, because you have fallen victim of a consumption assumption. So this is a really big deal. This goes way beyond the realm of personal finances. This is about who's in charge of your life. It's about whether your life will simply be full of stuff or perhaps full of meaning. In this way, financial issues actually become spiritual issues, don't they? What you do with your money is an indicator of who and whose you are. So where do we go from here? Your workbook has a quiz, and don't worry, it's not the kind of quiz you can fail. It'll just help you figure out what your relationship with money looks like today. So start there, then make sure you come back next time, and we'll be talking about one more assumption that most of us make when it comes to our money. And getting that one wrong, it may be the thing that keeps getting you into trouble. Luckily, it is easy to fix. We'll see you next time. Right, there we go.
All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's take a minute to breathe in and breathe out and reflect on what we've heard. And then I would put it across to us to just share what we think of that, basically. Um, anything whatsoever, any aspect of that that says something to you or that you feel like, mm, is that really true? Um, yeah, whatsoever it could be. I'll be happy to hear. <clears throat> I've put the link uh, for the episode one on YouTube um, on the chat thread. Of, of course, automatically on YouTube, I think when you play one episode, it kind of suggests the next one to you by itself. So you can figure the rest out from there. <clears throat> okay. Um, I didn't pause in the middle as I thought I was going to do, which is good. I think it's actually good that we listen to the full gist. It was probably so much to take in, but it's reflection time. What do you make of that in light of your own personal reality, context, experience, practices, assumptions? values and the rest of them the floor is ours i'm just here to moderate and to facilitate and i don't want to have to call anybody so let's volunteer our thoughts generously let our generosity begin with our sharing beginning with the person that unmuted the floor is yours i just wanted to say sister Esther dropped something on the chat oh yeah thank you for that you can be rich and be greedy you can be poor and be greedy the G word, greed. I love that. That's part of my. That's part of my catch lines as well. Um, from that, thank you. So this is not about how much you have or don't have. It's eating at the foundations. Sister Lydia, you want to say something? Anyways, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Yeah. I didn't um, hear the first video. I connected when, I guess, when it was rounding up. Okay. Um, basically, um, this last video, what caught my attention was um, trying to infer that you saving, you can even be saving and it yeah. would be tantamount to being greedy. I'm like, really? Mm. I think if you are saving, it's like you are being prudent and that's a good thing in quotes. So why is it linked to being greedy? Mm. That was just um, something I wanted to point out. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for, for pointing that out. I think that's, yeah a big one as well because for very many of us and i'll put myself amongst those horses where we've always been trying to make the shift from the tendency to spend 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 to wanting to start saving 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 and hopefully to also be able to invest 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 but then what's exactly the underlying assumption that word is yeah, 
coming to, coming at it like that is making me to think okay I, I don't i never thought i had assumptions but anyways what's the underlying philosophy the world view the thinking behind wanting to save is so that why are we saving at the end of the day if you're saving so that you can still get to spend it then it's it's working on the operating system of greed Mr. YNK says Jesus needs to be the Lord of our all, including our finances. That's absolutely pivotal to this series. Yeah. Thank you very much on that. Um, if Elua, go for it. And then I think Charivio would come to you as well. If uh, the part of finding meaning. Mm -hmm. So like money being meaningful, like thinking about everything you want to do and say. Is this meaningful? It can be because I find myself in that situation of saying, I, it's not really that I, I, um, I just want to treat myself nice. Mm. I go for a treat. I didn't have to think about if it's meaningful or not. <laughs> is there a need to that? Mm. So I just want to give myself something. Um, and yeah, that's just that part. Beautiful, beautiful. I can add meaning to your life, but I'm not the meaning of life. That's actually the, the crux of what money would say for this first episode or this first series. If money can talk, money will probably tell you that I can add meaning to your life, but I am not the meaning of life. And for very many people that are chasing after money, they are chasing after money because they believe that it's the essence of having meaning in life. You need it to do all things. We even back it up with scriptures. Money answers all things. We'll get back to unpacking more of that. Charivio Academy. Sorry that I keep calling you that. It's just because that's what the Zoom <laughs> name says. Over to you. All right. There's no problem. I think it's, it's the account I used. All right. But anyway, uh, that's right. So for me personally, I've always had this fear of when my friend will come back and say, uh, I cleared all my accounts because the Lord was leading me to, I was like, wow. <laughs> so I used to limit that God can just let me give all my money to a certain church project and all of that. It's so terrifying. So I found myself, <laughs> I have not actually submitted that aspect of my finance and say, Lord, take over. Because I was like, ah, what if I even word just comes out of the blues and say, Matthew, <laughs> everything in your account <laughs> you understand but I, I when i watched the video i understood what he was saying where it was coming from yep. you have to make the lord lord as his name implies you have to make him be the one in charge let Jesus be the center i'm not keeping this money for myself i'm keeping it for whatever you want me to do with it lord just take over i think this fear of him coming to take everything away from you is making a lot of us greedy and i'm so grateful that i watched that video that's why i asked for the link i'm going to go back and watch again to finally understand it so, so that's my take on the issue thank you very much thank you thank you very much that's good good stuff um any other any other thoughts any other contributions sister Diala says money is just the means to an end that's a classic truth money is not the end it's just the means to an end and i think it's the kind of means that also gets to determine to a great extent what the end would be 
um, apart from the idiomatic use of something being a means to an end, um, there are different possibilities of what the end could be. And the kind of assumptions we have about money plays a very important role in determining where that end would land in a manner of speaking. So yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. Any other thoughts, any other contributions before we go on? Who has not shared? Damola, I've not heard your voice. Honey, I've not heard your voice. Dr. Henry, I've not heard from you. We would like to hear from you. <laughs> Anuola, we'd like to hear from you. Ogadam Larry, we'd like to hear from you. So, who is Belling the cat? Who's going next? I think someone is on. Um, yeah. Okay, Annie, go on. Okay. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Um, I am so so delighted to 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 be on this session. And Sophie to said, Alicia is very very quiet, insightful, and there are some little things I, some principles about money. I'm I'm I'm. Personally, for me, I'm not really like a frugal person when it comes to that. So I just believe that, oh, money, what's the essence? Since you're working to get to to get money, uh, yes, the money, is, it's for spending. You always have it. You know, that's my assumptions. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the conception I always have about money. And also, the, as the Bible tells us, um, that uh, money is um, uh, like necessary to all, and uh, money is a root of answered. Sorry, money answered all things. Yeah. Yes, yes, money answered all things. To me, um, I haven't really been, you know, financial principle. I'm not really good at that. But I also go back to watch um, that video again. It is quite expository for me. I I really really appreciate. At least I'll get to know. I've learned one thing I haven't learned today that. We have to make God a lot of all things because He gives us He gives us the power to make this wealth and to make this money. We are all running and chasing after and spending. So yeah. I have I've learned a lot. And maybe from Ensford, I would say it as it's just like as in a birthday gift, like tomorrow being my birthday. So um yes, so when it comes to money, I always have a set goals and said, I'm going to save. This is what I'm going to save. This is um um the deadline um, I've kept for myself, this is the amount between, and you find out that as in <laughs> months after you're where things comes up and you keep on spending and spending and spending. And that, so I've, one key point I've taken is that we have to make God the Lord of, not even an, the Lord of all aspects of your life. Yeah. So from Esford, I'll make <laughs> God the Lord of my monies. Thank you so much. <laughs> Very much, Annie. Very hearty contribution thank you um of course this whole idea about god being the lord of our money um is going to be even yet further unpacked more as we go on in the series in the next episode and subsequent ones as well so yeah we are in for a good ride um any other person want to share um before we begin to tie it together for today Okay, um, I think just like the very first episode of Everyone is Busy, <laughs> there is a sense of diagnosis that comes with the first episode in a series, uh, in this kind of series. Um, and 
to different degrees and different extents, we'll be finding ourselves in that. I'm glad that in this case, there is no layers of protocols to uh, go through before you get to see the video. It's freely available there on YouTube. So uh, we can all go back again to, to sip in on the, on the truths that we've heard and to allow that to settle in as it were in, in our hearts. Um, yeah, thanks, Charivio. We're glad to have you. Says he has to go. He has a meeting by eight. So thank you. And thanks for your contribution. Hopefully we'll catch up in two weeks time and we'll pick it up from there. Um, so what's, what, should, what should we be doing with what we've heard in the next couple of weeks, really? I think it's for us to go back and ask ourselves honestly, What's my assumption about money? My personal assumption about money. Um, if you are the saving type, you want to really double click on why do I save really? If you are the financially intelligent type, why have I sought all the knowledge I've sought about being financially intelligent? If you are the kind of person that is heavily indebted at the moment, why am I in debt? What about money? What about my understanding of money um, has led me to this point um, in that regard? Um, yeah. If there are just a whole lot of possibilities on the broad spectrum about our attitude with money. But whatever yours is, I just want us to intentionally double click on it intentionally investigate become a detective and and see you know take the lens of scriptures to 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 see through your attitudes and your reactions when there is money when there is no money when the one you're expecting did not come when there is something that is expedient to do financially and there is just no financial means to meet it what are the things that are going on in your mind and in your thinking about money in all of those um, contexts? And if you want to take it a step further, journal. Write down the things that you're processing um, as you're investigating yourself about your attitude and disposition and worldview about money. I think it's going to make all the difference um, at the end of the day. Um, and so, yeah, I would I will leave it with us on that for today. Um, there was something that Ogada Milari posted earlier on that is sort of like a question. It was like, however, why do people seem to look down on simplicity and being simple? And I think he typed that just after we made the point on um, the fact that simplicity is more affordable and at the same time, even more excellent. Uh, but yet some people seem to look down on the simple. I think it comes back down to this same issue about assumptions about money. Um, just a couple of days ago, I was, for some time now, I've been following a new TV series on Amazon Prime about um, Arsenal Football Club. It's all or nothing. And it's based on their experience from last season. And for, for, for some time, I've actually been thinking about these crazy salaries that these footballers earn, especially for all these young, young players that are 
way younger than myself <laughs> and, and are collecting perhaps what I would make in five years in one week as their salary. Um, I, but but beyond beyond that, in the while all of that is going on somewhere in my mind, um, I came across a post. I don't know whether it, I think it's on Twitter um, about Sadio Mane that was formerly in Liverpool. I think it's now in Barcelona. Um, there was a picture of him while he was still playing for Liverpool. I don't know what match they were going for, and the picture showed that his iPhone had. The, the screen was broken, like it's a, it's a cracked screen and he didn't change it, he didn't care, he didn't send anywhere, it was just going on on his own and someone snapped that picture and then eventually made it into an interview session where he was literally asked that, why is it that you'll be going about with an iPhone that has a cracked screen and it was iPhone 6 or something like that, like one very old version of, of iPhone. And here is someone that is earning, I don't know how many, how much, um, whatever I was earning here in Liverpool is earning almost four times that where he has moved on to. But yet it's like, what's the point? As long as he can make a call <laughs> and he can talk to the people he loves, he would rather use that money that would be the extra um, from buying an upgraded iPhone for a phone that still works to pour it back into his village. He never went to school and here is he hanging this much. And there are many people where he came from that are still struggling to make ends meet. I think I read that he actually placed everyone in his village on a monthly or weekly stipend or something like that from what he is getting here. I mean, that's someone that is, he has, so, there is an assumption about money that would make you think like that. It's not normal, um, especially when you are missed Pierre and other people that are earning even more than you, but you could see how they are changing cars every other day and things like that. All that's to say, for us as children of God, much more, I think that we have a responsibility to intentionally come to grips with, um, with this, the, the central message of this series and never let anyone look down on you if you are choosing the path of simplicity over the path of lavishness and yeah spending 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 and acquiring acquiring and consuming consuming sister ynk over to you um, oh my serious. <laughs> <laughs> sister YNK, go on. i hope you guys hear me sometimes this bluetooth is funny okay um what an interesting discussion at first I, I i didn't know i would be i had to literally just take take an excuse to contribute um so i i just in addition to you know the video you know one of the things that i i that i enjoyed about that video and also part of what has already been contributed as a comment is the um the when he was making reference to the fact how people spend on I'll I'll put it as unnecessary things. You know, it just reminds me of um basically how everyone has that financial responsibility to to you know be responsible to prioritize in terms of spending. And the funny thing is the older you get, and especially when you begin to have family, you begin to, it's not just no longer about you. 
that what he mentioned about that, that grid, it would change or it should change. Let me mm. put it that way. Mm. Because for me, especially as a wife, as a mother, I find myself so many times, I could find myself go to the store and, and, and let me, let me put, I, I was going to make a comment about this, please, for the married ones in our midst, especially for our men. Sometimes we see your wife go to the store and what she brings home is not what she plans to buy. <laughs> Just accept it like that. Because um, I, I would say maybe God has given us this kind of grace to uh, like a foresight. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, um, no offense, but it looks like women have that tendency to be more financially um, conscious or, or conservative because they, they do more of the spending for the home keep, for the housekeep, for the children. And, you know, we just kind of know how to manage things, basically, you know. Um, so that's on the side note. So yes, if, if you are single and you don't know how to manage money right now, or maybe, you don't have a job yet. I hear a lot of people sometimes they'll be like, ah, it's because I don't have money. If, when, by the time I have this huge amount of money, this is what I would do, this is what I would do. But the thing is, it's not about when you hit that big jackpot. Mm. You can begin to train yourself now, even with the little that you have. Right. And we can see various examples, both in life and in the scripture, but most especially in the scripture the boy with the five loaves of bread and two fishes, the one with the widow's mite and, and, you know, things like that. So it's not about in the quantity of what you have now before you know that, oh, I want to learn how to be financially stable. But with what you have right now, you can always learn, um, learn to, to be that uh, financially, uh, you know, responsible. Yeah. Let me just stop here. Um, so that I can do other things. But very interesting video. I Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm already looking forward to the next meeting's um, episode as well. Any final thoughts from anyone before we pray? Yes, I had a question. Apologies right. for the other time. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, you mentioned, I think, a brother, I'm not sure, who said he doesn't want to change his iPhone and something. And in my head, mm -hmm. I'm like, so what if he sends money back to his village mm -hmm. and yet he changes his iPhone? Yeah. So like, I'm just thinking, so how about that? Is it, so if he changes the iPhone, does mm -hmm. that make him greedy? Not, not, not necessarily. Again, we, we've, not we, the, the speaker in the video had laid down this principle that has made us see that it always goes beyond what we see in terms of whether we are rich or whether we are poor. For him, to him is a matter of priority, at least as far as the response that I read about is concerned, that something is more important than the other. And he has come to a point where he feels like what you are saying is problematic. The iPhone is not problematic because it's not giving him any trouble. 
It is we that are looking at it and are saying, how can someone that is earning this much be using this kind of a phone? Do you understand? In which case, then it becomes a statement. Many people that change on upgrade phones, it's not necessarily because anything is wrong with the old phone. It's simply because this is either the newest in town and I want to be one of those using the newest in town um, or any other reason as such. He is saying, this phone still works and serves me. Yes, the screen is cracked, but it's not so cracked, so cracked that I can't still use it or I can't even go on to fix it. Do you understand? Um, so again, that reveals his own ideology and beliefs personally about money. Uh, it can conveniently buy, I don't know, thousands of that particular phone on a single week salary. So it's not, it's not about whether you can buy it or not. It's just about... Why would you even be looking at that and saying that of all the things about me to talk about? Uh, so that was where he's coming from. But yes, another person would change the phone um, for whatever reason, maybe because I want to have a phone that at least the screen is clear and okay and working. And that's fine. That doesn't mean you're greedy at the end of the day. Um, the Yorubas we say, Nina Luwo, money is meant to be spent. <laughs> but what should that look like? And that's actually what I want us to be detectives for over the next couple of weeks to say, what's the ideology behind my attitude to money? Sister Wayenke, I can see your hand again. Please go on. Yes, sorry. Just so a quick thought came to my mind. Um, truly, Many times they would say, if you want to test the character of a person, test the person or um, check out the person when the person didn't have money and also check out the person when the person had money. Mm. Because now um, they used to, the Bible clearly teaches us money is good, but the, when it, the time when it's not good is when it becomes a master. Mm -hmm. Money is a good servant, but a terrible master um if a person having money tends to use that as an opportunity to feed one's pride because mm. you know the scripture talks about something uh loss of flesh loss of the eyes the pride of yeah. life yeah. you will see certain people they would just to buttress the point about the ideology you mentioned mm. they would rather want to buy a certain type of car because they feel by the time I'm in this car, so that when I'm arriving, people can turn their head and say, uh-uh, yeah. you know, this person has, you know, versus, okay, this is the reason why I'm buying a car. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong in being living a comfortable life. No, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. There is nothing, there is absolutely, there are people who have worked hard for their money and the way they, you know, they, they, they also want to enjoy, you know, have that comfort. Nobody is saying, you know, you don't have, you don't have to be greedy to the point to, to the detriment of yourself exactly. <laughs> as, as well, you know. But it gets to that point where what is controlling your motive? Mm. At the end of the day, ask yourself, is it the money that is controlling you or you're still in charge of that money? Because, mm. of course, as Christians, when we give our life to Christ, that's why I put that in the comments. Jesus would be our Lord of all. Yeah. including when we have money or when we don't have money. So, but if we, the situation of when you have that money, you now begin to make certain decisions based on the fact that, okay, I now have this kind of money. 
mm-hmm. I can spend any hour as I want. Then that means the person still needs some learning, financial learning to do. Mm. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sister Diela, is that <coughs> helpful or do you still have some? Yeah, 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 it was helpful. Thank okay. you. Thank you. All right. Um, any last comments before we pray? Um, or in the absence of none, we'll just go on to prayer. Okay, nobody? <laughs> Good. Um, I just want us to... Sister, if I quoted the scripture um, at the beginning from Philippians 4, 6 to 7, be anxious for nothing, um, but in everything with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. Then the next verse, verse 7 says, and the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding will guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. I know that as we are talking about money, there's also the possibility that there are people in this meeting or people that you know in your world, in your family, that by the reason of the prevailing economic situation, not just in any particular country, but literally across the world, um, people are going through tough times financially. Um, There are legitimate needs that are still yet to be met for many. There are some that are in serious debts and all of that. I want us to just spend some time. I mean, you can mute yourself. You don't have to pray this out loud to the hearing of everyone, but to mute yourself and literally do what Paul recommends um, by the Spirit in Philippians 4, 6, to take everything by supplication and thanksgiving, to make our requests about those issues, about that person, about that project, about that debt, to make a request known unto God, about those needs that are going to take money to actualize and ask him to give us his peace, um, whatever that would look like. The kind of peace that will guard our hearts and minds to make us unwavering and rest in the certainty of our father's willingness to satisfy the desires of our hearts that brings him glory. Just talk to God. Um, You know those issues. You know that matter. You know that person. You know where the shoe hicks. You know where you need money right now. So talk to God. Talk to God.